0: In five, four, three. You didn't say two or one. You don't have to say two or one. Why not? You just don't. This is a Fitting Room Podcast with your hosts, Nate Adelman and AJ Volpel. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fitting Room Podcast. I am your host, AJ Volpel, alongside Nate Adelman. And Nate, we just got back from TPC Sawgrass, where we were for a couple days We had a mega commercial shoot, filmed all sorts of content, including, which is now part of the standard procedure whenever we do these commercial shoot with our tour players, we just did some fitting room podcast because it's become so big that all the tour players want in. It's really
1: nice to know
0: that when we have our
1: tour players, one of the premier content initiatives that we're doing now is the fitting room. It's great to be recognized. It's great to get that access. And for me personally, uh, I typically am excluded from these photo shoots. So uh, when they said, Nate, you're book a plane ticket, you're going. I'm like, heck yeah.
0: That is that that is pretty good. It's crazy to see how far we've come. Uh, to now we're one of the main attractions where we literally, so um, just to give you a brief little overview of the commercial shoot. So um, every player that comes, they're there for about two, two and a half hours. And they have different stations that they go to. So one of them would be uh, reads for, you know, uh, commercials and some of our uh, media partners, um, some of our retailers. And then another would be a photo station where our photographer, Chris Ottson, takes uh, amazing photos of them. Then the next okay. is a okay. social station.
1: And a cool one we had this year was the slow-mo station. We had the okay. slow-mo station what this What doesn't year. look cooler in slow-mo? Exactly. Literally nothing. Everything looks better in slow-mo.
0: Amazing. And then a 30-minute segment of uh, the player's time was to record a Fitting Room podcast. And that's exactly what Nate did with four of our premier players, I actually wasn't yeah, so, around the first day. Yeah, you you hung <laughs> me out to dry. You,
1: I, I had to improvise myself. What were you up to?
0: I was on an exclusive eating tour of jacksonville florida oh man where i went around and just ate all the delicious things that, that, that they had to offer that took
1: you more than 15 minutes
0: <laughs> actually it was like one place and then I, <laughs> and then i was just kind of chilling well, out doing some other work <laughs> well uh, worry not because
1: uh i actually thought it was good uh, that you weren't there because we didn't have to waste time with your dumb questions
0: <laughs> right so, so you know what good, lucky you guys so <laughs>
1: no so I, I was fortunate to talk to uh, four guys yesterday who'd you talk to uh, Adam Hadwin, uh, the one of my 2017 PGA Tour winner, yep. super great dude, Good easy friend of to mine. root for, sure. um, awesome guy. Yep. We spoke with our our young gun, new new to the team Callaway this year, Daniel Berger. Awesome, uh, great dude. He was in a great mood the whole day. Uh, we got to
0: show him some prototype products too, which I asked him a little bit about, nice. uh, which was cool. He enjoys that. Another perk of going to these ad shoots yes. is all the bootleg equipment you get to see. Yes uh mr jim Furick, the oh, captain I mean, himself uh, one of the goats not
1: only did we talk about his clubs which are a very unique setup but also we talked a little bit about how in his role as captain for the Ryder cup team how equipment is going to play a role in his strategy that's very cool no one's talking about right yet. like
0: golf ball and things like that right Because right. that's always like a top of mind discussion when uh thinking uh four ball and and, right. and things like that or and for then, some rather for some
1: yeah and then finally uh patrick reed Uh, he is probably of the guys on our staff the most particular about his setup yeah the most in tune with the littlest details from shape to sound to feel the way it sits on the ground so we went pretty deep with him and uh pretty geeked out pretty good
0: so it's safe to call this a four-part pro tur player (laughs) fitting room podcast series i'd say that's
1: that's uh that's good and in fact I want to drop them all at the same time. We want to bi- we want to go Netflix. We're going to binge these. It's one of those Netflix joints. Yes.
0: I love it. So yes. we're going to drop all of these. But this is the actual Adam Hadwin podcast. Correct. And then the three others will be right behind it on iTunes and on SoundCloud. They'll be able to listen. uh, Everybody will be able to listen to all of them. Bingo. Wow. I like what you did there. You want to just monopolize their time. Exactly. And just have them all listen. Yeah, why not? Oh, I love it. And
1: one more note. I tried to ask each guy fairly consistent questions. Right. So that myself and our listeners could get a sense of how different players approach similar things differently. So you'll notice that uh, over the four episodes, there'll be a lot of consistency.
0: And, uh, hopefully that is a, a valuable thing, right? I love that. Good strategy, Nate. Um, so let's, uh, let's get right to it then. Let's, this is actual without me, lucky for you guys. Uh, this is just Nate and Adam Hadwin kicking it. Where'd you do these podcasts? We did these in
1: the Ford expedition podcast <laughs> studio. No, we had a car that we had up on the golf course that we b- brought the guys in a little air conditioning, a little r- reprise from the wind. And, uh, and the sun and um, uh, sound turned out okay.
0: All right, awesome. So uh, next thing you guys will hear is Nate and Adam Hadwin talking fitting.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Nate from The Fitting Room. I wanted to let you guys know that I was able to trick our e-commerce team into creating a promo code for The Fitting Room podcast. If you use promo code Fitting Room on calwaygolf.com, You'll get free shipping on your entire order and 20% off anything in the Team Callaway collection. So head over to CallawayGolf.com and use promo code FITTINGROOM. All right, Adam, thanks so much for joining us here on The Fitting Room. Uh, big week this week, yeah. uh, but before you get out there, we wanted to talk a little bit about your clubs and your setup. Let's do it. Um, so t- walk me through the process that you go through to get for a club to make it in your bag.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I, I think the first thing is I'm going to take a look at it and just and just see how it looks. Um, you know, that, that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest step for me is, you know, I, I take a new club and uh, I put it on the ground or I, I tee it up and, and I just see how it looks. Uh, you know, if, if I'm comfortable with the way it where, where it, way it looks, we can move into the next steps of testing it out and, and seeing what the numbers are or seeing that type of thing, but um you know, if that club doesn't look good in your hands, you you know, it doesn't really matter how, how good the numbers are or anything, you're not going to have confidence to stand up, and, you know, when you have to thread it, uh, thread it over water and in between out of bounds or whatever, then you got to have some confidence in the club.
1: So, if, when you're, when you're looking at the club, you know, the way it sits, the way the lines are, um, if something looks good, are you going to work with it a little more than something that, you know, the numbers look good, but it doesn't look quite as much? For sure,
2: um... You know, certainly, especially when it comes to, like, the woods, um, you're going to be trying, you know, the first thing, like I said, is, is the look. And then uh, from there, it's trying to, you know, dial everything in to make sure you get the ball flight that you want, you get the spin that you want, um, you know, the, the flight characteristics that you want, whether it's you want to see a, a little fade with it, you want to see a little draw. Um, you know, I personally like to be able to work the ball both ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to go from look to the numbers you know i use Trackman a little bit to test that as well especially the woods um, you know make sure that it's ideal you know make sure that launch and spin right. is good uh... and then from there it's a question of okay can i shape it right to left can i shape it left to right can i hit it low can i hit it high um, can i hit the shots that i want to everything's look good on the range okay let's go take it to the golf course now mm-hmm. uh... and that's kind of the next step is so once you once you get that club dialed in on the range Let's go hit some shots on the golf course. Let's make sure it, you know, it, it, it's amazing. You'd be surprised at how many times you could hit something so good on the range, and then you get on the golf course, and you go to hit certain shots. And for whatever reason, it, it just doesn't happen. It's not there you know, yeah. Yeah, and so you just kind of have to tweak it a little bit, and you know it's there. Um, and you just have to tweak little things, whether it be, you know, that lie angle just a little bit or add a little loft, take a little loft off, and, um but it, it can be a lot of fun sometimes trying to go through that process.
1: And when when you're when you're working with TrackMan, what is the number that the, the the metric that you key in on the most? Is it spin? Is it launch? Ball yeah. speed?
2: Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, especially when we're talking woods, uh, is the those are the three that I probably look at the most. Is is the spin, the launch, and the and the ball speed. Um, I used to be, you know, go back three or four years ago. I was a real technical guy, and I use TrackMan a lot. Um, not just for fitting. I used it for, for coaching and, and figuring out my golf swing as well. And um, I've, I've walked away from that a little bit to more of a, a feel-based, mm-hmm. but um, certainly you know, w- when you're getting fit and you're trying to learn how to uh, figure out whether a club's good for you or not, those numbers are uh,
1: yeah, quite valuable. Now, how much are you likely to tinker or adjust clubs yourself? Do you, are you in the truck Gripping your clubs, messing with your or do you trust the guys to do that for I, you.
2: I wish, I wish I could say that—that that I was more hands-on, but I literally drop my clubs off and I go eat lunch. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's the way to do I it is. We got such great guys at Callaway. Kevin um, does a fantastic job in the truck. He he does my clubs each week, and obviously Johnny, Mike, and Matt uh, look after look after us really good. But um, you know, it's been a number of years now. I mean, I could probably put a grip on maybe sure if, if yeah <laughs> maybe if I went in there and. I play around every once in a while with like the lylloff machine, but I always make sure that Kevin checks it. Right. Um uh after that just to make sure everything's set. Uh he he let me stamp my wedges the other day nice. a couple, couple of weeks ago. I got like one letter in before he stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was too worried about me jamming up my fingers you or something with that. the hammer. Yeah. So Yeah,
1: we need your hands yeah. healthy and, and But uh <laughs>
2: no, I, you know what? I I go in there kind of play around. I mean, I'll look at the stuff in there, what they got going on or watch them build stuff. I mean, it's um, you know, seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff for me is really cool, and of how everything comes out. But I'm not—I'm uh, not a hands-on guy. I, I
1: leave—I'll I'll leave that to the experts. <laughs> now, week to week, how much are you adjusting your setup based on the course setup, the turf type, uh, the wind, the conditions, any of that stuff? I haven't changed at all. No. Nope. Yeah,
2: it's funny you say that. I, I haven't changed my setup in—man, I want to say a couple years. Um, I haven't changed bounces on the wedges. I haven't done any of that. Uh, and maybe I should have. <laughs> I, I no. don't know. It's a good question. No, question. well,
1: I think players have different approaches. Some guys want to take the same stroke and be able to adjust their, their bounce, for example, for the turf. Other guys, you know, you trust that you can make the adjustments yourself, and you trust the club will do what you want to do. So no, yeah. r- no right or wrong there, for no, sure. No,
2: you know, and, and I guess, you know, that, that probably second part is, is probably what I do. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even thought about it, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, you know, I recently put a, uh, an 18-degree utility iron into the bag just for uh, with the potential to be in the British Open this year I want to get used to to maybe hitting one of those to be able to hit a little bit lower um, but other than that I, I, I think I've had literally the same setup for
1: two years now that's good now how big of a deal is it for you to put a new club when something new comes out are you eager to put it in or or you're more like a, I trust what I got until it's proven over and over that this new one is better I
2: would love to try things um you know, I, I definitely whenever something new comes out, I definitely hit it. Uh, at least give it a shot. Um, it, it it takes a lot to get it, to get a new club into the bag. To be honest with you, I mean, I haven't I haven't changed setups like I mentioned in in a couple years. I mean, I've got the new the new Epic Woods and and um, you know I'll do stuff like that. But. Um, i i do love to play around i do love to hit all the new stuff you know whenever roger comes out with a new iron or new wedge or yep. something i'm always i'm always hitting it i'm always giving feedback whether they like it or not no we love um, that we love but, that uh, um you know it it does take a lot though um you know I, I've, I've got an old hybrid i mean a putter I, i've used for you know two three years now right. i mean it, it's
1: worked pretty good so yeah. far so yeah if it's working keep it going Um, So taking a look at your bag specifically, one of the things I found most interesting was how you choose to bridge your set. So between the woods and the irons and then to the irons to the wedges. So uh, two things I noticed is on your iron set, uh, you have a jump from your pitching wedge uh, to a 52, which I think the loft gapping on that is about six degrees. Um, which is a bigger gap than your 9-iron to your pitch, for example. So uh, talk to me a little bit about how you use that 52, how you use your pitching wedge, and how you decided on that loft set, set up.
2: Yeah, so um, the 52 is actually a 51, okay. which brings it down. Uh, that's something that guys don't always see, right? Yeah, I yeah can't you know, see that. Exactly, yeah. right. So um, I've got, I think my pitching wedge is at 46. Uh, my gap wedge is 51. The sand wedge is 56. So that's five, degree five degrees. Five degrees. Okay, yeah, so that's
1: pretty. Yeah, then that's pretty uh, even it's, spacing. It's, yeah. it's a lot more even than it yeah. would look. Um, so how'd you choose to then go 52 to 51 as opposed to a 50 to a 51?
2: Um. Yeah. It, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, I I I've had I had a I had a you know the wedges. I was f- uh, 60, 56, 52. I've had those for years. Um, And when I was playing around with the lofts, it was probably just because I had the 52 and didn't have the 50. But if I had to say anything, I would say, you know, when you take loft off,
1: if anything, it's going to open up the club, Mm -hmm. which is what I like to see. Right. A little less bounce as well. And you're playing usually on pretty firm conditions and fast conditions and that club makes a lot of sense
2: i mean i'm learning things coming on the (laughs) you know the show with you here so (laughs) uh
1: so now talking about how you bridge the irons to the woods uh right now you said you had the utility for hopefully for the british open you had your trusty hybrid um but how did you decide to go from the three plus fairway wood to the hybrid to the to the utility as opposed to you know two hybrids or another fairway or longer iron
2: yeah, you know, it it all comes in there. I mean, the longest iron I have is a is a five iron, and then I go to a, a twenty one degree utility, then up to the hybrid, then the three wood, and um, you know, that's an area where you know I, I could probably still play around with to find the best mix. But um, I, I was really struggling with a four iron. I used to carry a four iron. I just, I, I you know, those longer irons, I just struggled. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe getting older, getting slower. I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, so I put the utility in, and th- and that's been great, um, giving me a lot of options there. You know, I can hit it high. It's been great off the tee box as well, and um, and then it's trying to, from there. It's it's trying to find, you know, I've got probably a, a twenty yard gap I would say in between everything there, um, but you know when you start getting up that high, you're not. You know, you're not going into greens from 100 yards and in like you are with the right. wedges, right? So you exactly. can you can afford to have a bigger gap. and um, You know, like you said, I've got this trusty hybrid that I've had forever that I just can't get rid of. And, um, you know, the, the gaps are good. I mean, I, I would say I could probably, you know, ideally maybe get another 5, 7 yards out of the hybrid, get a little bit closer to the 3-wood. I got, you know, that gap where I just, you know, these these new epic woods go too far. That I can't. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's a good problem. Yeah, it's,
2: it's a good problem to have. But you know, sometimes I get caught right in that like 250 range or something, right where I think the three wood's going to be too much and right. the hybrid's just not quite enough. Right. But um, I'm certainly, you know, I, I'm not going to take a wedge out because. Um, no,
1: that's where you're scoring. Yeah. For well, sure.
2: I I added one probably five six years ago and it drastically changed my game. I added. I used to only have three wedges, and I added that. 56 in there and it's just made it much better
1: all right so last question for you what's one of let's say uh something quirky with your clubs or the weirdest spec that you have that uh we might not notice just taking a look at them oh that's a good question um you know like extra wrap on the right yeah. hand or
2: counterbalance it's under something yeah, or it's funny man i you know what? I wish I had something cool to tell you, but <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean, I honestly, you could probably go buy my set off the rack. To be yeah. honest with you, it's well, that, it's that close. I mean, the only thing that I would say is I've got two double sided tape wraps in the grip, but that's go, the whole way. Extra, that's that's yeah. the whole way through the. There grip. you go. That's something. Yeah, I mean, these huge five eight hands of mine. <laughs> you know, I got I to get around that grip, but, cool. um, but that's it. Other than that, I mean, you can literally just you can go down to the golf store and and
1: buy everything that I play. So. And have to practice a little more to play like well you know, but i mean <laughs> you know i'll let them figure that right. out but well adam we appreciate you taking the time to join us on the fitting room uh, always a pleasure talking with you I appreciate you're one of our favorites uh, we're rooting for you hard this week so thank you guys make us proud i appreciate it thank you guys thank you again